0: this podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichut.com what's up ladies and gentlemen this is muscle and this is another two line music huts entertainment report podcast and today we have a really special guest in the building he's the ceo and founder of matrix mortgage global which is right now 179 on the 500 top growing company in Canada. They're also the 2018-2019 Mortgage Brokerage of the Year. You know who we have? We have Sean Allen in the building today. What's going on, my brother? Oh, man, that was a big intro, man.
1: Hey, working. Hey
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. Yeah, I'm yep. good. It's just, just your accomplishment, so we just got to put it in the intro so everybody knows who we're really talking to here. The CEO of Matrix Mortgage Global. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you know what I mean?
1: Thanks for coming out man thank you it's a long thank time in the work come sister. on
0: bro for years for years for years for years you were one of the people that actually told me "Say so, you must you've been telling me this for like 10 years it must you're wasting time at that time i wasn't trying to hear nobody must you're wasting time i said don't worry about it must you're wasting time but you see when everything started to crush down business started to crush that's when i decided to listen you know and i mean made the leap i'm so happy i'm over here that's so again thank happens, you happens man you know See, what everything
1: I mean? in its time we yeah, always it's talk time. about
0: that. It's good, man. <laughs> you get it. All right, so let's let's start from the beginning of um, Matrix Mortgage right now, okay? Yeah. How did you form the company and why did you think that was a good business to go into?
1: Honestly, this whole thing came out by chance to tell you the truth. Okay. Um I was working I had a good job. I was working, you know, in Petro Canada at Young and uh Young and by Mel Lastman Square. Okay. Young and Shepard. Mm-hmm. And um I was living in Scarborough and Malvern, and you know the company was moving to Oakville on, yeah. so, on South, South Down Road. And I was like, I'm from Scarborough. I'm not moving <laughs> to Oakville. Like, yeah. What's out there? You yeah. know what I mean? How are you going
0: to get around it all the way out there?
1: Yeah, so I figured I got to look for something. And a friend of mine mm-hmm. came to me and he's like, hey, You can get into the mortgage business. Like, there's no course, there's no license, there's no nothing. Okay. Just go see this guy on who happened to be Sean. Yeah. (laughs) Go see him at Victoria Park and, you know, go sign up with him. And at that time, in order to get into, in order to own a mortgage brokerage, you had to be either a real estate broker, a. Accountant okay. or a lawyer,
0: okay. One of those three entities. Yeah. Got so you. So he
1: was a real estate broker. Got you. Right, and um, with him being a real estate broker, it was all fine. But the problem that we encountered was that he didn't know anything about mortgages. Got you. Right. So I was doing this part time, and I had my house in Malvern, and you know I had like 20, 23, 24 years old. I bought I bought my first house and. I had the basement rented. Okay. I had two rooms upstairs rented. So I had my one room. And I was like living for free as a bachelor. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> okay. Smart. Yeah. And um, yeah, the, the girl that put the mortgage for me together, she kind of like treated me ill. You know what okay. I mean? Because like she did the deal. And then the day of closing, she's like, hey, you got to pay me 600 bucks. Like six hundred bucks for what? She's like, yeah. Oh, you're not gonna get your keys unless you pay me the money. I'm like, I already live in the house. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, well, we're not gonna close the deal unless you pay me the money. I was like, Oh man, so I was wow. like, you know what, okay, whatever. I yeah. gave her the money. So when the company decided to move to Oakville, I was like, hey, I'm not doing that. Yeah. So I put more energy into um into the mortgage business. So I took all my paychecks and at that time I was working you know, making good money as someone just fresh out of out of school. I, I went to school for a database admin. Okay. And um I got to apply it. So that's I was very fortunate at that yeah. time. But at that moment, um that lateral move wasn't what I wanted to really do. So I ended up uh taking the money that I had mm-hmm. from, you know, saving I really didn't have any expenses. Yeah. And I just put that into advertising. Right? Okay.
0: So then this is basically 2008 we're talking about here? No, this is 2003. 2003? Yeah. Okay. So then this is prior to the actual establishment of Matrix Mortgage. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you've been in the business as an individual first, and then you established the business. Yeah. Got you 2003. Okay. So then that's how everything started there. So then how did you get to Matrix Mortgage? How did that grand idea come around?
1: Yeah. So... When I was with my guy, um, Sean, at the time, you know, he didn't really manage the business properly. Like He was taking long to pay me and my team. Yeah. I built out a team. We had a call center in London. Okay. Had whole, I had like 35 people okay. that I built out. And um, he he wasn't paying us properly. It was just like a whole delay. Like just The, the, the governance of the business wasn't sound, mm-hmm. right? So... I said, you know what, I'm going to take this a step further. Um, so I ended up taking some courses now. So they had a, a mortgage agent course. I'm like, okay, good. I got a little knowledge there. Then I started to be more involved in the training of the agents at that office. Got you. And I was like, okay, I could handle this. I'm now the, the lenders are coming to me to book the meetings as opposed to going to him. And then I started to build up. And then after, um, I was like, hey, I'm going to take the broker course, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I took the course, I think, in 2000. And- Six Okay. And then I ended up, uh, you know, passing that. And then in 2008, I opened Matrix with 35 people, my team that I already built. And okay. we had an office at uh, 5000 Young Street in the Trans America Tower.
0: Okay. So you started off, so basically it's like you took your all contacts that you and your team that you were working with before yeah. and then built this brand right here. Right. That's, that's smart because, listen, if you're one place and you're getting jerked around, who you're working under, they're not really paying you and stuff like that. That means clearly the other people are feeling the same way too. Right. So then once you come up and say, hey, listen, this is what I'm doing here. Do you guys want piece of the action? Mm-hmm. Next thing for you them to say is okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So then that's how Matrix came around. Right? Why did you decide to name the company Matrix Mortgage Global?
1: You know what? I can't even remember, to tell you the truth, yeah. man. Because I, I, I can't remember. I was sitting there trying to remember. Someone asked me that the other day. I don't know how it came about. Yeah. But, you know, I'm quite sure the movie had some influence For into sure. that. For sure. But I think more so, it was like there's different mortgage products, so product matrix. Got you. Right? So, um, the product matrix was where we're trying to go with that whole thing. And maybe the more I don't know if the movie was part. I can't remember, yeah. honestly, to tell you the truth. But then... I had to stick the global in there yeah, because I see myself getting to a global spot.
0: That makes sense. So it's like you you put it into existence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Before you knew that you were going to get there, you knew that was the end goal. Right. got to go globally. Yeah. So then let's put it in the name and we'll figure it out until we get there.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And this is 08. That's crazy right there. So right now, if you're to describe what matrix mortgage global does right now in 30 seconds tell us exactly what you guys do
1: we do a lot man like you know the mortgages is all is ultimately our 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 bread and butter but overall above all of that we're a marketing company yeah right and any business that you're in is advertising
0: 100 advertising advertising comma whatever the business is exactly so
1: as long as we're out there promoting and you know, providing fresh content and providing fresh solutions to people's problems, like that's all encompassing what we're about, Mm -hmm. right? We do mortgage loans, we do investments, people want to invest in mortgages, Uh, we teach you how to do that. We we nurture business culture, we we nurture good governance in managing business. So it's an all encompassing package that we're offering to people.
0: And that's big right there. So then I guess to you, someone like you, financial literacy would be very important.
1: Very important.
0: You know what I mean? So what are some steps that people should know right away when it comes to financial literacy? Some real basics.
1: You got to study. You got to look things up. And you can't just take people's word for it. People want to... You know, just listen to anybody. You got to study. There's a lot of books and material that I constantly read just Mm -hmm. to be more up to the times with regards to, you know, political um, influence and, you know, policies that affect homeowners Like right now, we have a big election, and there's some real issues that are affecting people, and they're not even up to snuff with regards to what's actually happening.
0: And when you say issues, could you tell us exactly what and two of the issues that we'll be facing right now in this political change right now?
1: With regards to mortgages, like yeah. this whole stress test is hurting yeah. people.
0: Right? And you find so?
1: Oh, most definitely. It's making my business great Yeah, because we focus on mortgages where the bank can't place. Got you. So for my business, it's good, yeah. right? But for the homeowner, it's really detrimental because now they're forced to pay, you know, a slightly higher price tag on financing where... You know traditionally a year two years three years ago they could have went to the bank and got the same mortgage
0: yeah and why did they even introduce a stress test in the first place
1: it's a global strategy okay um, it's all over it's in England it's in you know Australia and you know it's in the US all all because of the 2008 financial crisis mm-hmm. they try to put safeguards in place to restrict the access to funds just sure. to have more prudent lending practices but yeah at the same time it's detrimental to, you know, the average consumer who doesn't know where to go for financing. So there's a lot of people right now that have homes yeah. that can't tap into the equity and they're stuck with an interest rate that they've gotten Several years ago. Right now you could get a five year rate at like two five nine, two six nine, but they're okay. stuck with four percent. Yeah. Three nine nine, whatever yeah. it is, and they can't refinance out of it for a cheaper rate because the stress test is preventing them from getting a cheaper mortgage.
0: So the only thing they could do with the equity to like access it would be to sell the home.
1: Precisely. Yeah. Right. So now those clients are then in turn forced to come to us. Yeah. And we're out getting financing from individual investors mm-hmm. that are looking for a premium on their funds. So okay. instead of putting their money into GICs, they'll mm-hmm. give their money to Matrix and then we'll lend it out at a premium. So for example, you know, a client that would have gotten a two five nine or two seven nine at the bank, yeah. they'll come to us and get like a three nine nine or a four nine nine. So the okay. rate's not that far off. Okay. But at the same time those clients should traditionally be going to the bank for financing.
0: Okay, but it's just a stress test really is stressing people, It's right stressing now. people. Yeah. And I guess it's almost like a catch-22 because they're safeguarding, but they're locking out a lot of great people also, too. Yeah, so especially what, self-employed people, yeah. too. That's really weird. Like you it's, and me, we're yeah. both of them. Of course, Just try to get a mortgage right. Yeah, now you know, I, trust me? I know. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? I mean? So it's it's real stuff, man. Yeah. What would your solution be towards for the stress test? Would you loosen it? Would you get rid of it? What would you suggest that they do with the stress test?
1: Honestly, um, the stress test. I understand the global concept of restricting capital to make sure that you know when you restrict capital you're 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 actually contracting the market and you're regulating how funds are distributed yeah. across all avenues right but at the same time you know by doing that you're making it. You know, it's it's harder for people to qualify for those properties, which is bringing the prices down. Yeah, you know what I mean. So by allowing everyone to have access to funds, you're going to have what happened in 2016, where all the prices are inflating, where people can't afford a house, and that's still happening today. Mm-hmm. Um, but my suggestion would be, okay, if you're going to have a stress test, make it so that you know you can amortize the payments out a little longer. Maybe right now you can only only amortize for 25 years. Yeah. Maybe amortize it to 30 years or 35 to bring the payments down.
0: So it gives you a bit of a leverage. You pay longer but you have more leverage so it's not so much upfront.
1: Right. And Mm -hmm. then also too, um, there's more homeowners than home buyers in any given market. Up, down, left, right. Recession, not recession. Stress tests and no stress tests. There's more homeowners than home buyers. Those people that are Homeowners, I okay. don't think there should be a stress test for them yeah. because if you're putting them in a better you know, financial situation because these guys are coming in with mortgage arrears, tax arrears, credit card debt, yeah. all of that type of stuff. So if you're putting them in a position where they can access the equity in their home because they're equity. Yeah. If you can access the equity in their home and then consolidate their debt and put them in a better financial position, then why are we stressing them? Yeah. To see if they'll qualify for that when they're already paying more.
0: It makes sense. And what you're saying, it seems like that would work better for the economy overall because you're getting rid of the debt, Mm -hmm. you're getting everything up to par, and then you're getting a better rate. So then they have more capital to do what they need to do. Precisely. So I guess on paper, that looks good. But I guess if you look at the bigger plan, I guess they have another plan why they didn't do it that way.
1: I I just... Don't think that they thought about that component of it because Got every you. time they talk about the stress, they talk about buyers. They don't Not have homeowners. the conversation about homeowners. Got you. Right, I think that's where the that's where the discrepancy is coming.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So for somebody, two things, two questions I want to ask you. It's a two part question. Part one: What advice would you give somebody trying to get? into the market, how should they prepare themselves? And then the second part of that is somebody that's in the market already. They probably own one to two properties Mm -hmm. and they want to either get more properties or get some equity so they could create some more wealth. What would you suggest that those two parties do?
1: Um, If you're looking to get into the market, um, you got to make sure that you have enough Capital available. Yeah, make sure that your credit is on point. Make Mm -hmm. sure that you know what you're doing. Like, if you're renting, because rent is going up right now, you can't even rent is crazy. Rent is probably more. Yeah, than a mortgage payment. You know what I mean? It
0: is generally overall. Generally, it seems to be it is more than a mortgage payment right Right? now. Right,
1: and the thing is, like, if you're renting, like. There's a lot of people that are out there renting an apartment here. Like, if you have a family and you have a family home, Mm -hmm. people in that home should be working together to make sure that every family member, when they leave that home, they're buying a house.
0: That makes sense. Right?
1: Yeah. You you don't want to just move out because you want your own space. Like, this is not the time for that. I went to San Francisco because we we were building a software. And people are paying, like, $7,000 for rent. Right, I was looking at an article today. I was like, Yo, the homelessness—like eight thousand, nine thousand homeless people. That's crazy, right? So yeah. that stuff is coming here because these mm-hmm. prices are on unaffordable. I heard like a one bedroom is like two thousand bucks. Like, yes, crazy. two thousand twenty-two
0: hundred twenty-four, depending on Who that's insane. That? That's ins afford it Plus, save to buy something. Yeah, how? Yeah, like
1: affordable housing is a real thing. Like, I think. You know, if you have the ability to stay at home, for younger people, if you have the ability to stay at home and build as a family, and then each person goes out and buy, like I'm doing that for my kids. Like my kids can't afford to buy a house. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So crazy. You have to put that money together. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, for the second part of your question with regards to people that already own a house, you could tap into your equity and, you know, if you have kids, Mm -hmm. take some equity and put down for a house for your kids. You know what I mean? Right now, money's cheap. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you're, if you're not comfortable with buying another house, you don't want to deal with the expense, I lend money out, right? If you have equity in your house and you want to pull some cash out at 2.39%, 4%, yeah. whatever it is, you have a line of credit attached to your house at 45 we give you a return of 10%, right? We lend that money out to people that are looking to pay mortgage arrears or tax rates. we offer yeah. you. You know, anywhere between 8 to 10% for a first or second mortgage. So okay. people come in and do that. We have tons of people that yeah. want to come in and invest with us.
0: And how long do you actually have to have your mortgage in order to start getting equity out of your home?
1: It depends, right? It's, it depends. Like, we have a product right now. Like, if you want to buy a pre-construction property, for example. Yeah. Let's suppose you buy that property for 400000
0: Okay.
1: And you bought that two years ago. Mm-hmm. And now the market goes up. And today it's worth five hundred thousand, you're ready to move in. Mm-hmm. All right. And you put down twenty percent on four hundred thousand, eighty thousand bucks. Yeah. We can give you a mortgage on today's value, yes. which is five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. up to eighty percent, which is four hundred thousand, mm-hmm. giving you back your initial deposit. So now you're buying a place for free. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right? And a lot yeah. of people don't know that.
0: And let me tell you something before we even go further. That's why I decided to have somebody like you on the show today. Because it's a lot of entertainment and stuff we do, but there's a lot of education we need to talk about right now, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something like that is amazing. As you said, that's why I guess a lot of rich get rich and the poor just keep getting poor because they don't know. Yeah, There's yeah. no literacy to tell you. Yeah,
1: And life insurance is another big thing, too. Right? I'm not a licensed life insurance advisor, but for, you should get a life insurance person on too to talk about the different um, avenues for building wealth out of life insurance.
0: Out oh, of life insurance, okay. Yeah,
1: because you can get a policy where you can get a cash surrender value. And especially for kids, you get a life insurance policy for your kids. It's super cheap. They don't have any health risks. Yeah. they're not smokers. Mm-hmm. They're, not they're children, yeah. They're kids, right? <laughs> yeah. So you put a life insurance policy together for your kids from birth or yeah. from, you know, five or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And by the time they're 20, the, fo- the policy's paid up. And then you have a quarter mil sitting with your kids. By the time they're 20, school paid, everything paid, yeah. and you know, that's their savings. Crazy. And they're, starting, they're yeah. starting out nice.
0: And, again, a lot of people do not know about that. Yeah. It's just my wife, she's into financial services like mortgage um Insurance and stuff like that. So that's why I have a knowledge of those things. But the majority of people have no idea. That's why it bothers me sometimes. And I'm not sure if it should, but it does bother me when I see the GoFundMe or this person died, they need a GoFundMe. But bro, we could have avoided this with life insurance.
1: Yeah. But you know what? It starts in the schools. So you can't can't, can't blame people, Mm -hmm. um, especially like our parents came Mm -hmm. here. Just to provide a better opportunity for us. So first generation Canadians, Mm -hmm. like we should have access to that knowledge, but they didn't give it to us. Yeah. Right. So it's like you have to take it a step further. now you have to give it to the next generations to come, because if you don't do that, the cycle is just going to continue.
0: Yeah. And then I think more or less that would be on you now. It's like, okay, your parents said no, they brought you here. We grew up here so we could look around a bit more and learn some more stuff. So then now, if we're not passing on to our kids, our nephews, our nieces and stuff, that's more or less now on our fault. Exactly. Because we have more of a knowledge now than our parents did come yeah. in, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And and by doing stuff like this, it's powerful. That's why I was pushing, I was like, hey, yeah. bro, like, we got to do more of this type of stuff because, like, you have a platform to reach out to our demographic in such a major way that you could really touch somebody with this type of information on your platform because a lot of our people are watching your stuff and you're getting Mm -hmm. thousands of people viewing it all over the place. Yeah. Right? And if you give them that knowledge, you'll be responsible for the Next generation, because they looked at your show and mm-hmm. said, Hey, listen, like I got some good information mm-hmm. on that. So this I agree, is
0: powerful. I agree 10,000 percent. That's why, again, thank you for even being here right now. Yeah, All it. right, no problem. Let's get into some of your accolades here. Right sitting on in front of us is a 2018 2019 mortgage brokerage of the year. Yeah. Let's get into this. How did you guys get here?
1: Advertising, um, you know, co- training, coaching, good governance. The thing is. In order to grow your business, mm-hmm. you have to delegate things in which you're strong. For sure, right? And in order to get these awards, we had to build a culture of sharing knowledge. Yeah, the traditional, you know, mortgage broker or any business is like they want to hoard all the information to themselves. So I'm sure you felt that too, like you're 100%. trying to get up, and people don't want to teach you stuff. Yeah. And like, our culture is not like that. We're, yeah. we're built on sharing information. We're built on educating our clients. We're built on educating our team to be the best that they can be with the knowledge that we're able to provide. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, you know, these awards are a testament to our success in delivering those deliverables to our, our audience. Yeah. And I, and I don't think it's going to stop here. I honestly think our momentum is going to bring us to maybe... I think this is a record to have mm-hmm. two Brokers of the Year awards. I think okay. I, I don't think anyone's done this before. Back to back. Back to back. Yeah. Right? And um I wanna do another one. Yeah. Right. I'll do it like maybe two. Three-peat. Three Why three-peat. not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Right? Yeah. And then I'll just drop the mic. And <laughs> <else>. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? But yeah. um but I don't think anyone's done it before. Yeah. Um, from from my recollection at least. When I was checking the stats, I don't think anyone's done it. But um but yeah, just the whole team, the whole culture, we're very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um try to include everyone. One of our models is we speak your language and that ties into not only the financial mortgage language, but we mm-hmm. speak multiple languages. Yeah. We have, you know, Korean, we have Chinese, we have Indian, Farsi, Hindu, all these different people. Okay that work within the organization, Spanish, all kinds of stuff. And we want to tap into every market. So it's not like Matrix is just like a one-dimensional organization. Like mm-hmm. We brand for everybody. Yeah. We're trying to touch all cultures, right? And so that's what we're about.
0: That makes sense because one thing I liked about you is, as you said, when you started out, It's Malvern you originally came from. It's almost like you went personally to everybody that was around in Malvern and said, hey, you want a job? Hey, you want a job? Hey, you want a job? Hey, and you took everybody. So then now the responsibility was on for them to either learn the craft and stay or go. But you did your part by actually bringing people in.
1: Yeah, I tried. Mm -hmm. I tried, but you can't help everyone.
0: No, not at all.
1: You can't. And at that time, when I was building up, I was trying to help everyone, but then... (laughs) You can't because some people are not ready to receive, you know what I mean? So, you know, at that point, then it's like, okay, I'm trying to help you. You're you're pulling me down. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it's like, you know, I'm just going to focus on sticking with who is interested, mm-hmm. who's coming to work, yeah. who's dressing the part, mm-hmm. who's working on Saturday, who's working on Sunday, who's working late, and then we're going to do good stuff. Yeah. Right? And then now we're starting to travel the world with this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know because... As I said, you can't hold everybody's hand. No. You bring them in and who's ready will stay. Who's not ready, they'll go. But you know, you did your part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. When I came in, the first thing I seen on the wall was, um, your 10 year anniversary commemoration plaque mm-hmm. and a picture with you and Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. We, have. Um, last year, 2018 was our 10th year in business and, mm-hmm. um, the Trudeau picture was after the fact. That was actually recently. Okay. But um, Trudeau wrote us a letter congratulating us for that. Okay. And um, it was good. Like just going through. You know, we had a big celebration in Niagara Falls,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then we did a bunch of events subsequent to that. But we had a big three day um, three day event in Niagara Falls. We booked out the Hilton. Okay. Um, we had a we had like a the first day was uh, we had a wine tour. Then we had a like a a meet and greet at this restaurant. Then we had a party in the casino. at three hundred and sixty. Yeah, and then we went to like the strip club.
0: Yeah, (laughs) 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 it was good. You had me up on yes, we went wine tasting. Yes, we did all of this. Yeah. And then we went to the strip club. (laughs) That's how we end the night. we're real people. And that's that's (laughs) (laughs) That's what I love about you, Sean. Your your realness, you know. I mean, when it's time to do business, it's business. But when it's time to have fun, you're going all the way and having fun. Well
1: that's it. You know, we went to Sundowners, and, you know, it was good because we had like they treated us really good out there. We had like we had like two booths, like we had like couple thousand bucks like the we had sponsors and stuff it was just okay. great and we just took the money and everyone you know took the money and we had fun we, yeah. we had drinks we had and our wives there yeah. and the wives were more into the yeah. the, the <laughs> entertainment than the guys like it was crazy yeah. stuff like uh-huh. it was all above board like yeah. you know what i mean then the next day we had a, a an awards gala and okay. a, at a at the hilton and then we had a party in the nighttime. We brought Lindo out there, okay? And Lindo played for us. He he had a he he killed it. Like I yeah. told Lindo when he came, I was like, "Lindo, okay, I know you're you're my favorite DJ, yeah." And we're from the same area, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But yo, know, you got you, you can't come with the reggae vibes today. Yeah. You have to come with a whole different element because we're we're catering to everyone today. He's like, yeah. "No problem, I got you." So then. He was playing like all kinds of stuff. We had a live band, and he was like, "Yo, okay. I love the live band." Yeah. Like, yeah, he should have told me. Yeah. So, like, yo, just come, whatever. And he he killed it, man. He okay. had the whole place bumping What's the up? whole night, the whole thing. and Then the next day, the Sunday, we had like a big breakfast at uh, I forget the name of the, the restaurant down there, but we had a big like, it was like uh, Jamaican restaurants. It was real nice. Okay, so, so it was
0: a good it. vibe. Yeah. What did it take to get to that ten-year mark? <sighs>
1: A lot of work, man. Yeah, a lot of work, man. A lot of, a lot of ups and downs. Like, cause no business is easy, man. You think like, oh, you guys got ten years, you're gonna, you're all successful. No, like, you know, we got Revenue Canada audit
0: coming at uh-huh. you, <laughs>
1: right? You know. And then we had a fiscal audit, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Then another Revenue Canada yeah. audit. Like, wow. yo, come on, like, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, we, we made we made it, man. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, you can't be afraid of those type of things because it's just testing you to get to the next level. Like, are you equipped yeah. to move up a level? And Makes it's like sense. you're getting a grading. Like, you go to karate class, you're, you're getting a stripe. Like, you're moving from, like, green stripe or green belt to red belt or whatever yeah. the order goes it's the same thing in business you're going to get tested mm-hmm. right and in order to be equipped for the next level of things that are coming at you you have to be prepared to leave the level that you're at for sure and that's what those audits taught me it's like mm-hmm. hey okay you're messing up here you're good here you're messing up here do this fix that do and then it's like okay no problem mm-hmm. so right now you we're getting another audit yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> and it's like
0: but here it's growth. take it we're okay we're good you understand you know
1: what it. i mean and that's what it is and this is what we're trying to push And let especially our people know that hey, business is a real thing. Like if you're if you're running a business, Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that if you're open at ten, be open at ten. Yeah. If your sign says you're closed at eight, close at eight. Don't close at six thirty because no one's walking through the door. You got to maintain consistency. Yeah. Stay open till eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Make sure your make sure your place is clean. Make sure you have a good atmosphere. Make sure you have good customer service. Like we have a twenty four hour customer service.
0: Okay. Right. Twenty
1: yeah. four hour chat. You call our office twenty four seven. You get a live person answering the phone. Okay. Right. You go on our website matrixmortgageglobal.ca. You look around online. Within five minutes, less than that, maybe like a minute. Yeah. Someone's asking. Hey, can I help you? Twenty-four hours 24 customer, service.
0: customer service, and that's really what it comes down to. You got to really understand when, whenever you're calling like a Bell Canada, a Rogers, or any other company, and they sound a certain way. Mm. That's how your business has to sound. Whether your business has two employees or a thousand employees, right. that's just how businesses run. Yeah. So you got to understand the look, the sound, the feel, the customer service. Help them out. It's more about them than it is you. Yeah. You know, what I mean, you're providing a service. Mm to them mm. so you got to cater to them so they'll take care of you exactly. and that's really what it comes down to 100%. You know what I mean? When it comes to right now I know when it comes to politics I've seen you with pictures with like John Tory, the Fords, Justin Trudeau and all of these guys here. Mm. How important is it for you for business and politics especially from a Canadian standpoint?
1: You know for for that I'm just now dabbling in that space like we host John Tory I'm a part of the uh, Scarborough Business Association okay. so I felt that you know being from Scarborough having my head office in Scarborough going to school in Scarborough I felt that I had to be involved in the business community where I grew you makes know sense what I mean and then by associating myself with that association I was able to then in turn sponsor the mayor's lunch which we hold at the delta like this is our next that's year big. fourth year your
0: fourth year yeah. that's that's big you know right so that's now big.
1: when we're doing that like i'm up there mm-hmm. introducing the mayor to all the delegates Mitzi Hunter's there. Yeah. Um, all uh, Paul Ainsley, all the count, Michael Thompson. Everyone's yeah. there. Okay, right. Um, what's the What's the former Toronto Bill Blair? All yeah. those guys come out. Okay, and we have it at the Delta, and yeah. for me, that's big, you huge. Know what I mean? Coming from huge. where I came from, huge. You see what I'm saying? Huge. So, you know that stuff. That stuff is huge, and mm-hmm. and you know a lot of our people aren't really in that realm, so they're seeing that for me, and they're like, okay, wow. Mm-hmm. I could do that too.
0: And that's always what it comes down to.
1: That's it, mm-hmm. right? So I'm fortunate enough to be able to be at that place where I'm sitting at a table having lunch with the mayor. Yeah. I'm like, yo, Mayor Tory, like, how many hours of sleep do you get? Because yeah. I see the, the <laughs> building was was the electricity went out in the building yeah. or some kind. I and mean, he's out there at 2 in the morning. I'm seeing him out late. I'm seeing yeah. him all over the place. I'm like, yo, how do you sleep? He's like, yo, Sean, Tory you doesn't know what? play. Five hours. That's all I need. Four yeah. hours. Five hours tops. That's yeah. all I need. I go really again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you at your age like sixty something, go if you are sleeping
0: like that, what am I doing? You understand, right? That's you understand. It. You get it.
1: So when people say they don't want to work on the weekend, they don't work late. You know, I work twenty four seven. You could call mm-hmm. me. I tell all my clients. I say, listen, you could call me anytime. Yeah. mean I answer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <It doesn't laughs> but, mean I answer.
1: But you,
0: ha- you could try.
1: I'll try. Yeah, I, I got a family. I got yeah, five kids. Course. man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'll make sure that I'll get back to you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If you text me, it's the best thing. Text me, I'll write you back. Whatever. Yeah, but if I'm meeting, like my phone's off. If I'm sitting with someone, my phone's off. Got I want to give you the respect that you took the time to sit with me, so my mm-hmm. phone's gonna be off. So if I don't answer, hey, I'm busy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you write me a text, let me know what's happening. Don't just call me ten million times. I'm, mm-hmm. like, I'm busy. I gotta value my time.
0: Yeah,
1: but you text me. I'll write you back. Yeah, you know that's it. Real makes
0: simple. makes sense. You know what I mean. Something I need to ask you here right now, that includes um about Justin Trudeau. Yeah. All right. Right now, you could see everywhere there's a black face and a brown face because right mm. now we're in election time. Yeah. October is election time. Yeah. You meeting him personal, yeah. personally, yeah. and you being in these circles, what do you feel about Justin Trudeau? Do you think he is this person that? The opposition is trying to make him out to. What is your true feelings about Justin Trudeau? Let
1: me tell you something, man. That whole thing. And I was on the liberal. Um, there's a. What's the party called?
0: The. Uh, what's the
1: group called, man? There's like. There's a. There's a. There's a group that I'm a part of. that, that okay. did a conference call about that same thing. Okay. Um, Laurier. Laurier Club. Got you. Right? Yes. So I'm, I'm involved with the Laurier Club. And. You know, within that group, they were talking about this, and then people feel like, you know, you're going to take it either way. Yeah. For me, I don't think he's racist. Yeah. I don't think he meant any ill will because it was a costume party in that particular situation. Got you. And then the other situation, you know, he was a drama teacher, so he should have known better. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But am I going to take away the fact that he's done a lot and his party has done a lot? His parents have done a lot to ensure that immigrants come into the country. You can't take that away from him. Yeah. So, was his judgment a little off? Maybe. Fair enough. Fair enough, Mm -hmm. right? But are you going to persecute him for that? Well, let's get to the real issues. Yeah. The real issues are people can't even rent a home properly. Yeah. Once you show your ID, People are rejecting you from renting your home. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So the real issues are there is underlying tones of racism within the country, okay. but there's underlying tones of racism throughout society,
0: yeah,
1: all over the place. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So you can't escape that. The real message should be how do we address that whole racism on a whole, right? And what are we going to do as a country mm-hmm. to manage that? And I think um, there's so many different things that we could – tap into with yeah. regards to that but with respect to Justin Trude and that whole blackface but I think he made a mistake you know what I mean but I personally met him and I don't think he is racist at all Yeah, I, he, I don't think so
0: he doesn't appear that way on TV you don't get that vibe or sense I just think it's just something where it was a thing Again, as you said, his judgment probably wasn't, that wasn't the best thing to do. I don't think so. But you're hugging, you were in a picture with other people of the same ethnicity that they're complaining about. So it couldn't be that bad if they're taking a picture with you. Clearly, they're not fooled. They know that you're not that complexion. Exactly. So then it couldn't have really been that bad. But again, now it's election time. So then everybody's going to stir up everything and try to spin it to how they want it to be spun.
1: Well, that's media for you, right? Mm-hmm. And and people will always, you know, switch things up mm-hmm. to how they want to perceive it mm-hmm. in media, right? Yeah. And um, that's cyberbullying, man. Yeah. Don't be a cyberbully. Yeah. That, just that, like that. Just like that. Don't be a cyberbully. Mm-hmm. We have a big issue with that. Like, you can't mm-hmm. be bullying people online. Yeah. Like, Look at it. Like people are doing what they need to do to Mm -hmm. get ahead and help people get ahead, but don't try to bring them down. I don't think that's nice. It
0: makes sense. And this brings me to something else, opportunity, because right now we both live in Toronto. We work in Toronto and stuff. And the gun violence is out of control. Not the murder rate, the gun violence. And what a lot of people are saying is because, oh, there's no real opportunity for these kids and stuff. I'm not one of those people that believe that. Hmm. I believe in 2019, there's almost too much opportunity yeah. from you pick up your phone and look around. There's something you you're interested in that you could get involved in. What's your take on opportunity to gun violence in the city right now? And what do you think the root cause of it is right now?
1: I think, you know, the gun violence has a direct relation to the fact that people don't have any money, Yeah, right? People are hurting, yeah. people are hungry. And, um, I think if you want to really nail the gun violence issue, mm-hmm. then you should charge the gun manufacturers for murder.
0: Yeah. Charge okay. the
1: people that are making the bullets. Yeah. Charge the people that are making the guns. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who's importing them? Yeah. You know, I'm a licensed firearm owner, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, I feel like it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right? Why? Do you, you don't even need a gun. on you? Know, give it back. I yeah. don't care. But if you want to do things properly, yeah. do things properly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to have an illegal firearm, okay. to try and get one up on someone, I don't know about that, man.
0: It Does, doesn't make any sense, especially with what's going on right now. It's just... Every single solitary day you turn on your TV, it's somebody's getting shot, somebody's hurt, somebody's killed, and it's not like it's isolated. It's not only a certain section in Scarborough, it used a to certain be like section that, in bro. Jane it's Finch, it's
1: downtown,
0: it's oh, Pickering,
1: it's was, it's you, in
0: places like I didn't even know this place existed. There's a else. lot of
1: guns out there, man. Holy a lot of smokes. guns, and I I personally think that if if you want to nail that problem, you can't say bad. Guts, right? Because um, in England they said that, and Mm -hmm. now everyone's getting stabbed. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So it has to be a real paradigm shift in the way people think and approach. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you know what I mean because you could you, you got to go after the hitters like just how they went after the tobacco companies for smoking yeah right now you can't even look at a cigarette in a in a corner store yeah they don't even exist you got to no. ask you flip <laughs> yeah, up yeah, yeah. you know what I mean yeah and so it has to be like that type of. Um, that type of vibe where they take a holistic approach to it you know, start pressing charges against the them bullet manufacturers mm-hmm. and all of that type yeah. of stuff. You know what I mean? You're going
0: so, from the head down, right? Yeah. No, they're going from down up.
1: Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah,
0: because they're not manufacturing. They might be importing, but they're not manufacturing anything, yeah. the people with the gun. No, yeah. it's, it's out of control. It's yeah. crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? When it comes to business now, because, again, as I said, opportunities, because a lot of people want to get into entrepreneurship and all those type of stuff right now, 2019. What's the first thing that somebody should do that's looking to get into business right now?
1: Honestly, you got to do your research. There's a lot of um, mm-hmm. good information through uh, HRDC. Yeah. Um, but also, too, you got to go online and align yourself like, with, with people that are successful and people mm-hmm. that are doing business. And people that are you know, successful and do business should be willing to educate people, on those on those set things, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you can't just start a business because you feel like it's something you want to do. You know, there's a lot of businesses, a lot of our businesses that are, yeah. are going under, restaurants, and, yeah. you know, shops and stuff like that. They're going because they don't have the governance. Mm-hmm. So, you know, starting at taking a business course, yeah, right, um, to learn. Business and learning accounting is important too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a fundamental flaw with any business is if you don't have good governance over your accounting. Um, that's one, the bloodline that's of the it. business. That's yeah.
0: the only thing that almost matters in your business.
1: Yeah. And then and, and, and one book I would recommend, and normally I should have brought it with me just to, I didn't know you really asked this question, but mm-hmm. um, this book called Scaling Up Over okay. and Harness. That's a book I would recommend. Any person, entrepreneur, um, that wants to get into business to read that book. Some stuff might be over your head if you're just getting in. Okay. But for those that already have a business and they are looking for ways to scale you know, up, scale up
0: yeah.
1: Fern Harnish Scaling Up, that's a good book to get yeah. into. And there, there's so many other books, um, but that's one that I kind of live by okay. with respects to how I manage and govern the business because all the fundamentals are there um, with regards to managing people and managing expectations, scaling up your cash, scaling up people. Um, there's just a whole wealth of information. I could send you a link for that mm-hmm. actually.
0: Definitely send it over. I have two questions I want to ask you before I get you out of here. Okay. As a CEO of a firm, how many people work in Matrix Mortgage Global?
1: Uh, just about a hundred.
0: About a hundred you guys. Yeah. How do you, does a CEO at the top handle so many different personalities and actually set the culture for a business?
1: Yeah, it's true. But, you know, from the top down, yes. But then everyone within that organization at the top level and at the beginning level, too, that the, the entry-level positions, they all set the tone. Yeah. Um, because the the people at the entry-level position or the front lines, those are the ones talking to the consumers. Those are the ones that are going to directly affect the reviews that you're going to get online Yeah, and a lot of people you know don't even have a Google Places page to actually attract reviews and people look at that like yeah, you know, millennials, they look well, at that of stuff. course they look at the yeah. reviews
0: uh-huh.
1: right so you know the culture has to be set like yeah. we're, we're very laid back we're very go out there and you know do our stuff but at the same time you have to make sure that everyone's in line with regards to the fundamentals on how you want to govern yourself and portray yourself to the public as a business Yeah. right so You know, the whole culture has to be on board. You can't have people that are defecting from the culture and defecting from the way things are. you got to root those people out Mm. and so your business could grow.
0: It makes sense because it just won't work if you at the top want the business to run a certain way and everybody here is not doing it, then everything's going to crumble. Because, yeah, you could say, okay, this is how I want it. But if it's not happening, it doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? You now, when it comes to um, speaking, I know you have a speaking career. Also, you do some keynotes, and I know you were in Australia the other day. Yeah, uh-huh. that was
1: um, that was huge, man. That yeah. was my first international speaking event. Yeah, I went over there with a couple of people from the team, and it was um, it was very good, very yeah. very good. I, I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from that, and subsequent speaking engagements. I'm actually going out to. Halifax um, next week to speak okay. to the Mortgage Brokers Association out there. Okay. Um, Canadian Mortgage Brokers Association and in Halifax, I mean not Halifax in uh, Australia, I went out and spoke to uh, Mortgage Bankers Association. Okay. So that was about 350 people. I had a uh, a one hour keynote okay. and then a subsequent three hour uh, workshop. And both of them were like well attended. Like the, the workshop, it was full. Like they had mm-hmm. to bring in extra chairs. And I got a lot of good reception out there. Yeah. To the point that um, one of the leading um, lenders out there, their partners, came to Canada mm-hmm. like a few weeks ago for one day. Yeah. Just to sit with me at MIT.
0: <laughs> from Australia. From Australia. Yeah. He,
1: he was going to England to have a board of directors meeting. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, I'm going to. Divert the, the jet. Yeah, gonna kind of come to Canada. <laughs> yeah. just to see what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then uh, you know, shout out Pepper Money and, and Mario. Mm-hmm. But those guys are have like they have like seventy billion under management. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. And those guys are—they're they're huge international. They're like in Australia, New Zealand, um, South Korea, like Singapore—all yeah. like over the place. All over the and top places. He took places. the time mm-hmm. because I went to Australia to speak to the Mortgage Bankers Association. He took the time to come to see me for 24 hours, and we showed him a good time. Yeah, like we—it was like a—it's a, like a 10-hour interview. Yeah, because I picked him up at his hotel, brought him here for a bit. We did a nice presentation on the other side, and then. Uh, we brought him downtown to the Four Seasons, sat with my lawyers, and then we brought him up, went out for dinner, and then I sent him in the limo back yeah. to the airport. It's like, wow, like, this is you service. service. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the type of stuff. Like This whole mortgage business is bringing us to an international platform, which mm-hmm. I've never really... I knew it would happen by putting global in the name, yeah, but I didn't see... It happened, like you know, I didn't envision how, how it, would it was going to happen. I got you. know you. what I mean, yeah. so for me, it's great. I get to work with my friends. I yeah. get to work with my family. Like mm-hmm. I have my my best friends work with me. I have my wife work with me. My my kids. My yeah. my parents. Like they're Amazing. all involved. My my some cousins. Yeah. Like whatever. This like whole it's a whole family business. Yeah. Right. And this is how we're building the foundation for our kids to come up and have you know life that they could do what they want to do.
0: Which makes sense. And again, reason why I'm speaking to you in particular brother, you spoke to me a lot. And again, you coming from Malvern and -hmm. be able to do all of this up here is why I want to sit down and speak with you. It's not like you came from Richmond Hill or somewhere far and you just started from up there and then you went even higher, you worked your way up from the bottom go right up yeah. and that's what i respect ten thousand percent what i mean and we want to show the people on our platform that it's possible especially as black men and yeah. black women it's possible yeah. nothing's stopping you no. the only thing stopping you is you right now in today's market yeah, that's
1: uh, it. You, mm-hmm. you gotta push, man. Like, yeah. I don't. I, when people say that, oh, it's hard. It's this. It's that. They're it's not suppo- putting in the effort.
0: It's supposed to be hard, bro. Yeah. It's supposed to be. You think it's just gonna be easy, or you're just walking and you get it? It's supposed to be hard. You have to work your face off yeah. to get what you want. You yeah. know what I mean? You
1: know, you've been doing it now with twenty five years. So.
0: Oh, we're getting there. Twenty three, going to twenty four. Yeah, you it's a been big party, man. Yeah. 25, we're going to do it. I'm going to talk to you off the air, and we're definitely going to make something happen. Yeah. I want to you know be a I mean? part of that, man. For sure, for that. sure. Listen, before we get out of here, the floor is yours. Anything you want to see, anything you want to big up, any contact info, anything, leave it right now.
1: Yeah, I just want to shout you out. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, you know, brother. To come out and do this. It's yes. much appreciated um i just want to talk to the, you know the people that are looking to get into business right mm-hmm. um you know if you need any help with with opening a business or you know running you know governance over your business or you want someone to look at what you're doing give me a shout i don't mind sean at uh, sean at mmgb.ca i can help you out um give me a shout and uh I don't know, man. Like we we're always looking to recruit new people, teach people how to advertise. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just hooked up with this uh, this girl, Tamika Jones. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's very big doing uh, social media, website design, and stuff like that. i want to give her a shout. D is it DIY Boss? I believe is her okay. Instagram. She's um, giving her a shout out. I just hooked up with her. I just she reached out to me a couple of days ago. And yeah. I hooked up with her. We went out for coffee the other day. And she's young, you know, Mm -hmm. professional girl. She's doing her thing. Um, So people need help with, like, you know, just coaching on their business. That's my new avenue. I'm trying to step away from the day-to-day operations within the mortgage business just to help people, especially our people, too, that need it. But everybody, like, I'm for everybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. just to help them build their business like that's what our culture is about it's about helping people so if you have a business that you know you want to scale up to another another level it doesn't matter if you're a DJ kind of even some of our DJ friends like yeah. I find like with them, like it's like they're afraid of success. They they don't want to elevate.
0: It's 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 scary, you know. I mean, especially when you don't know what's on the other side of the success. You know what's going on here. You know you're used to this here. but once you get to the other side, what happens?
1: It's scary. I could understand, like you know, like uh, like this year I went out. We flew out with Superfan. I'm introducing. I'm getting met introduced to a bunch of people I've never had an opportunity or never thought I would meet like people that are like local celebrities and they're like on a huge scale like I went out with Superfan and we went he's like yo Sean let's go out to uh to so the Milwaukee game. Yeah, no, yeah, we went out. Was it Milwaukee was the first game. It was like Philly. We went out to Philly. To Philly, okay. He's like, yo, come. We're going to fly out for the day and come back. i fly out for a day? Like, yeah. <laughs> like,
0: okay. That's But that's where it's at. <laughs> you, know, you know, then I mean? we
1: went. We took a private jet and yeah. we flew out. I was yeah. like, wow, okay. This is good. So then yeah. I was like, hey, we're going again to Philly. I'm like, uh, to, to Milwaukee or whatever, yeah. right? And we're like, okay, hey, whatever. So now I'm like, okay, well, I want all my people to see that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, and it's attainable. Yeah. Like, it's 100%. completely attainable. Like, there's nothing that is out there that you can't get. You just have to envision yourself mm-hmm. to get that. And I want mm-hmm. it for everyone. Yeah. I don't, it's better to be with everyone to celebrate because when we go out, we went to Vancouver as a team. And it's like all of us, like, oh, my boy, my boy, my head, and like mm-hmm. Craig, we all went out there. And then we we're like, the only people from toronto yeah and then we're black it's yeah. like who are you guys like,
0: <laughs> and you're in this certain place with these people and we're, people, dressed so it's, apart, yeah, and we're yeah. like
1: yo these who guys are, are well who are you yeah right so anyone that wants to um just elevate their business or get into the mortgage business or help with marketing and advertising, just good governance. Give yeah. me a shout, man. I'm yeah. Sean at mmgb.ca. And then yeah. I'm going to start my podcast. Okay. Sean Allen coach. I'm going to come to you for that. Cause all, I, right. all this technology yeah. got here is like, I was like, Whoa, I need somebody. <laughs> but yeah. it's, um, but yeah, I just want to give give back. Um, yeah. You know, just teach people about, you know, setting up KPIs, key performance indicators, and mm-hmm. how to measure success within your organization, and mm-hmm. um, you know, just a whole
0: bunch of whole bunch of stuff. I, we're gonna put those out. All right, leave your website, your social media where they could find you guys.
1: Yeah, you could catch me on Matrix. sean, That's M-A-T-R-I-X.S-H-A-W-N. I got a bit of stuff out there, but I'm big on LinkedIn, and anyone that wants to get into business you got to be on linkedin. If you're not on linkedin, this Instagram stuff is okay.
0: Yeah.
1: But when you want to start talking money and business and global connections,
0: LinkedIn. Instagram
1: is not it. You got to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is where it's at. I got about, you know, 16,000 followers okay. on LinkedIn. Yeah. Going up every day to yeah. getting good followership on that. Um the website's uh the main website's mmgb mother mother george bravo.ca. We got we got over 200 websites, man. Yeah. Okay. Every city yeah. across Canada has its own flavor of
0: Matrix Mortgage Global. You understand that. You know what I mean? It's context. Context is what really runs the world. You have yeah. to understand the pulse of that city or that area. Yeah. It's all local. Yeah. All, everything we do is local. Yeah. Shad, <laughs> you're my first CEO that's been on the podcast. I feel it, man. And it's thank it. you so very much for coming on. Appreciate it, man. I mean, it's always love, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? I love the movement. You know what I mean? And Appreciate I said, this is our first of many conversations we'll be having. Yeah, yeah Especially, sure. I love what you bring to the table. Yeah. And showing you and living flesh to them, yeah. it's different because you're not only speaking from this big ivory tower where you're. they can't touch you. You're right here. You're attainable. Yeah. You gave them your number to contact. So anybody that wants to contact with the CEO of Matrix Mortgage Global... Link him up. He gave you his contacts. Link him up. This is the man right here. He's the one that actually pulled me out of the gutter when he didn't even know I was in the gutter and said, yo, must come, come, come. And we're here right now, you know what I mean? So big up yourself again, yeah, brother. A
1: lot of big stuff to right. do, too. A bro.
0: lot. This is just the beginning. You know what I mean? All right. Big up yourself again, brother. All right, my brother. All right. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Muscle, and this has been another Two Line Music Huts Entertainment Report podcast, and we are... Out. This podcast is brought to you by www.twolinedmusichunt.com.